Next on, we're going to speak about male breast cancer. What? Yes, male breast cancer affects one in every 1,000 men. While it's 100 times more common in women than it is in men, it's still very important to be aware that it does occur. Before I delve more into that, please get in touch via the phone on 021-446-0567, SMS 31567, and WhatsApp 072-567-1567. Did you know that breast cancer also affected men? Let me know. Among the list of men who've had breast cancer are the well-respected creator of the much-loved Star Wars and Indiana Jones franchise, George Lucas, and father of Beyonce Knowles, Matthew Knowles. Joining me now is local male breast cancer survivor, Ishmael Ian William Fife. He's also the founder of CanSir, a men's cancer support group. That's C-A-N dash S-I-R. The organization's vision is to address the difficulty that men experience when it comes to treatment, coping with cancer in their family lives, not openly talking about cancer due to being ill-informed of it, and uncaring medical staff, among others. Also, the stigma attached to cancer. Thank you so much for joining me uh, this evening, Ishmael. Okay. Tell me, after surviving both prostate cancer or after surviving prostate cancer, you were diagnosed with breast cancer in 2008. How did you detect this? How did you come across it? Well, it all started um, with myself going to the doctors because, you know, um, men have, well, in most cases, men have these little fatty glands all over their bodies and mine was circulating on my arms and then I felt one on my breast and I went to the doctor and he said, no, not to worry, it's just a lipoma. Now, a lipoma is what they call a fat gland. And I ignored it for a while and then started getting a bit painful. Um, and I went back to him and he gave me painfuls. <laughs> now, this is where all the fun started. Um, two weeks after that painfuls, I started, uh, you know, uh, um, secreting liquid from my nipple. And that really started giving me concern. And I went back to him, and I then didn't feel comfortable with his diagnosis. But I went back because he was the family GP. And then finally he said, oh, 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 no, something's not quite right here, because then the nipple started to swell. It became itchy, and it was obviously oozing this little pussy liquid from it. And, you know, it could stain your shirt, and that Mm. for me was not a good sign. And the good thing walking in public when you have this little stain on your shirt, especially when you work in an office, it's not a not a nice thing. So he then went ahead and made an appointment with, at the time, a doctor. I'm not going to mention her name, uh, a Dr. Hall. Um, I went to see her, and after two weeks, I had what they call an IE a breast examination, which involves mammograms and biopsies and all of those things. And about a several days later, I got a call back to say, look, you've got to come back to my office. We need to discuss a few things. And I think that was the start of my breast cancer journey because um, when I got to sit down, we had a chat and she says, well, all of your tests prove that you have stage one breast cancer. And (laughs) yeah, you're sitting in this room and as in fact, let's just go a little bit back. If you're walking through the surgery and you see about four or five other women and you say, am I in the right place? You know, (laughs) am I the only man and he's like four women? Okay, it's 
was probably the right place. But okay, walking into the to the to the doctor's surgery and then getting this message, it can be a little bit uh, emasculating because you're a man. Yeah, you don't you don't normally get a woman's. Uh, sorry for the for the term, but you don't normally get a woman's disease. Yeah, and at that time I was very naive. Uh, didn't know much uh, about breast cancer or at the time didn't choose to know much about breast cancer because you never associated mm. uh, breast cancer with the male organ. Did, did you know that men could get breast cancer? At the time, no. To be quite honest, no. It was, uh, it was very rarely, if not ever spoken about in mm. society, to be quite honest. And when I finally got diagnosed with it, and that is when I really started doing some of my own research and finding out that there are so little men that do really get breast mm-hmm. cancer. I mean, if I can put it into perspective, one in 1,500 in a room, that's, that's, the, that's the kind of figures we're looking at. And yeah, it is a very rare occurrence, but yes, it does happen with men. Do you think that that men are very naive about it because there's such stigmas attached to them? I mean, you mentioned that you you entered this clinic and it was filled with women, obviously, because it's predominantly a a woman's cancer and and everything's pink and all the the initiatives are all closed and in pink. Do you think that that this is possibly a conversation and and an approach that needs to change so that these stigmas change? Oh, absolutely. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm one of those proponents uh, trying to fight uh, this fight for men and that we get some recognition. Um, don't get me wrong when I say this, but yes, uh, the, the, the corporates out there seem to think that the female breast cancer is more mm. sexy than men breast cancer. Mm. So they try and market that or, or feel the, the, the breast cancer for women more. But yes, there, there is a lot of stigma. There's not beat about the bush. There's a lot of stigma going about when it it comes to men having breast cancer. You either seem to be too much of a woman flavor within your body symptoms or you are not really a man kind of thing. And also communities play a big role in this in how you are brought up as a a young man. Mm. Um, I'm going to give my age. I'm a 57-year-old maid. And when we grew up in our days, men don't cry type of thing. You know, you mm. get this machasmo uh, um, talks about men don't cry, men don't get hurt, and if you get hurt, you just walk up and get up and walk again, that type of thing. Yeah. So you needed to, you always needed to be brave. And my thinking kind of changed after all of this. And I, said, I thought to myself, with, with the prostate cancer, uh, coming back to that, mm. um, that's when my mindset just changed. I mean, why do men hide behind the fact that they, they, they are this macho type uh, of thing? We are too scared to go to doctors. Why? Is it, is it, is it, uh, I laugh at it now, but it is something that manifests in your mind as you grow up, as your parents raise you. You're not to be a sissy. You've got to be strong. You've got to stand up straight. And also with men, there is this thing that I don't want to hurt my family by involving them in my issues. It's always about my issue. This is, this is the, the thing I have with men these days. Mm especially in certain communities, it is all about me. I don't want to involve my family. Are we trying to protect them, really? Mm. And when we die, what do we leave them with then? Do you you speak from personal experience? Did you struggle maybe telling your family members? Did you, I mean, when you were diagnosed, did you uh, maybe have a, did you have a, a, 
did you find it difficult to also, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I hid it. I'll be the first one to stand up and say, yes, I did. Um, again, I'm going to refer to my prostate cancer because that is where it all started, mm. started and where I could hide the fact that I actually went for treatment. So for six months or, so, or five months, whatever it was that I went for, for treatment with prostate, I could hide the fact because mm. the symptoms of the treatment weren't as severe. But when it came to the breast cancer side, one could immediately, when you go for the chemo or the radiation, there are certain things that you cannot hide anymore. Mm. And I still started out not telling my family until it became grave. And I had to then inform them, look, there's something going on here. Oh. I, needed, I needed some form of support. And there was no form of support in those days for men. I'm being quite blunt. Mm. No form of support for men. We had to struggle on our own. I had to struggle on my own. But I'm going to also say this. It was because of my own choosing. Mm. I chose not to seek support until things really became grave. And, and that is also a, a, a factor where men, they need to start opening up. And this is this is predominantly what caused you to birth a, a men's cancer group called Cancer. Is this correct? That is correct, yes. I needed to give men a voice. Um, for some reason, there were men like myself who started out not wanting to speak about things. We then started the support groups for men. We started the cancer group. And I got involved with many other awareness programs, even with Pink Drive and Can Survive and all of those groups, just so that I could make men aware of the situation that they are facing and that it is okay Guys, it is okay to talk about these things. Do you see change happening? Do you see more and more and more men are speaking up about their battles with cancer? I think the millennial child is that type of men or man. Uh, they are not afraid. <laughs> I, I actually look up to some of them and I say, wow, I wish I was you when I was young, because they are more mature, if I can, uh, for the lack of a better word, they are mature in their thinking and, and, and in their bodies. They look at their bodies differently to, whereas we as the older folk, we were too shy to, to look at our bodies. And I always tell men, be like your wife. She is proud of her body. She looks at her body. She knows when there's something wrong with her body. Yeah. What do we as men do? We get out of the shower, we get dressed, and we move on. What's, what's your message for young men and, and boys, just to, to embrace themselves and embrace their bodies? Oh, definitely. One's got to embrace your body. You've got to uh, know your body and you've got to not be scared to talk about your body. If you see something is wrong, if you know something is not right, don't fall into the trap of not talking to anybody about it. Mm. Speak to people. And, and this is why, again, I come back to the younger generation. They are that type of people now. They are so with it. They, they, they talk out loud. They're not scared to hold back on, on, on what they think. Mm. And that is, that is what we are looking for. Yeah. There we go. Thank you so much. That was Ishmael. Ishmael, thank you very much for joining us this evening. You uh, keep, keep healthy, keep strong, okay? Thank you so much, Nicola. Ishmael Ian-William Fife is the founder of Cancer, a men's cancer group, and he is also a male breast cancer survivor. You can get in touch with the organization at can-sir.co.za.